Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone. I'm Sue Meyer. I welcome you to our very special Jump Into Homeopathy Challenge. I'm so excited to have you join me for this special challenge to learn some basic steps and homeopathic remedies to use for your families. Each day, I'm going to give you a short training on a handful of remedies and some short keywords to memorize to help you remember when to use the remedy. At the end of the fourth day on May 18th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live Q&A inside our Members Corner, and I'm going to open it up to all of those who are registered for this challenge this month for free. Wow! (laughs) You can ask me your questions about homeopathy. Each remedy we are covering is available in a starter kit that you can get for a special discount this month. Just scroll down on the challenge page and there will be a button with a coupon code to get your kit if you would like it. To get things started, we're going to quickly go over some basic instructions on how to use a homeopathic remedy. Homeopathy is a valid form of natural healing, which has been used for over 200 years. Um, the man that started homeopathy, his name was Samuel Hahnemann. Um, it's worldwide and in most, in one of the most popular forms of healing. Like I said, up until almost three years ago, it was the first course of action in any European hospital. Homeopathy does not treat the disease per se. It treats the symptoms of disease, like cures, like. When I say the symptoms, people's People still come to me, even though they know I say we treat the symptoms, they'll still come to me and say, um, Sue, I have, I have this disease or I have that disease. What should I take? <laughs> I have chronic fatigue. What should I take? Um, you have to get the exact symptoms. And what I, when I say symptoms, you can take three people with chronic fatigue and none of them are going to describe the symptoms the same. Some people uh, want to sleep all day and they want to be awake all night. Some people just say they're tired all the time and their muscles ache or they have a headache or they just feel groggy sitting in front of the computer. Everybody has different symptoms. So we take those exact symptoms and then we find a remedy that is most like what they're describing. Homeopathy treats the symptoms. And when the symptoms, because the symptoms are a warning flag, if we have an illness, we've been exposed to a virus or bacteria, or we've got a broken bone, or we have, um, we've been exposed to say sunstroke, too much heat, then our body, our mind, is going to say, oh my gosh, I'm in a panic. I just got hurt. Or I've just been exposed to something. And so the mind throws symptoms externally as our warning, our warning system. And then we treat those symptoms. And so when something is going on, we look at the sensation. Is it a throbbing pain, a stabbing pain? Is it a pulsing? You know, what's going on? And then we look at those symptoms and we just find the remedy that's most like it. And the funny thing is, is there's, literally a remedy for everything. It's very, very fun. Okay, how to take a homeopathic remedy. The first thing that you're going to do, well, first of all, a dose. A dose is one pellet. And people say, what? If I pick up a, a, that can't be because, you know, if I pick up a homeopathic remedy at the store, it says like three to five pellets, take three to five pellets. Well, you can, you absolutely can. You can take the whole container if you want to. 
but you can also just take one pellet. Um, and by that, I mean the whole, every pellet in the, in the vial contains um, a sugar pellet, which actually contains, okay, like you have to understand that sugar is a perfect conductor, like just like gold or copper are perfect electrical conductors for, you know, electricity. Sugar actually is a really good conductor. It holds the energy of any substance that it comes in contact with. So when we make a homeopathic remedy, or not me, but when the lab makes a homeopathic remedy, it takes the tincture and then they dilute it, they potentize it, and then they coat the sugar pellets in the vial. And so that's why we succuss it. Just It's kind of like waking it up, like friction. You just kind of wake it up because they're coated. The sugar pellets are holding on to the energy from the original tincture from which it was made. And so that's why we never want to open the vial in the presence of strong odor because it can cancel that energy for which these sugar pellets are coated. You would just take and, and tap out one to three pellets and dump it in the mouth and replace the cap. Perfectly, you would put them underneath the tongue, but you can take a remedy every 15 to 30 minutes, either side of food. So like if I just had, well, this is ginger tea, but if I just had ginger tea, I would still want to wait 15 minutes. If an emergency occurred, I would just take it and hope it would work. You know what I'm saying? But 15 to 30 minutes, either side of food is a really good um, rule of thumb and never touch the pellets and put them back. And the, I've actually seen people do that. They'll say, oh, and they put, they take a pellet other hand and they put it in there. No, 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 because you can cancel it because the energies get messed up. And I say the energies because you have your own, um, like if it drops to the floor, don't pick it up and put it back in. Um, because like I said, anything, it, it easily disrupts the energy that's um, in that bottle. I always tell people, make sure you know the lab you're getting your product from. Call them if you're not sure, because there's a lot of frequency made uh, remedies nowadays, and they will work for one dose, but they won't work more than one time for the same issue. Hahnemann taught that the body can only read the same frequency, the exact same frequency once for the, for the same issue. So if I broke my leg and I needed to take um, Symphytum or Ruta or Roots or Arnica or whatever I'm taking, um, I want to make sure that I have a remedy that was made from the original tincture. Because then every time I succuss it three to 10 times, take a new potency, what, that's done, what that does is that because I'm just warming it up, it alters the frequency ever so slightly so the body can read it again. And so you succuss between every single dose. I'm going to succuss it every time so that my body can read it again and again and again. So like I said, after succussing, you just gently tap it in, you know, the one to three pellets and then dump it in your mouth and replace the cap. Don't put them, don't put them anything back into the bottle. Well, once you've made a determination as to which remedy, according to the symptoms that you want to take, then um, you just like put the remedy in your mouth, put it in your tongue for optimal absorption. Uh, avoid the lips or tongue for the cap, because if, even if you just touch your lips or your cap, you can, you know, with you contaminate the bottle. When a remedy begins to work, stop taking it until you think you need it again. And moms will say, well, how do I know when Junior needs it again? And I'll say, the funny thing is, is you put your, your kids on the sofa, you put the cartoons on or whatever good movie you want them to watch so that they can just lay there because nobody ever feels like reading when they're sick. Um, and then they'll, when they call, mom, do you think I should take the remedy again? Give them the remedy. Or when you come in and if they look at you and then you say, how are you doing, honey? Oh, good. I think the remedy's working. 
great, let it ride. Um, just wait, and they will actually indicate, they will ask you, do you think I need to take the remedy again? And oddly enough, that's a really good way of giving the remedy. If, if a child that doesn't really talk yet or anything like that, just watch them. And you can see if the remedy's working, if they start to act out again, they start to act as though they're aggravating or the flush is coming back or something, give the remedy again. The first remedy that I have on my book is called Aconitum Nepalis. It's an amazing little remedy, and the key words to that remedy are fright. Shock, fright, injury, trauma. It's an excellent heat stroke remedy. Any type of exposure to dry, cold winds, and occasionally even a hot, intense weather can cause the heat stroke type of shock. Any symptom that they have is always going to be accompanied with fear and anxiety. He'll say, oh my gosh, I'm, I was so afraid. I was afraid I was going to die. If someone says that to you, you know what? Just give them the aconite. I, usually, I always do keep the aconite 200 on hand because when someone has an illness or a, a type of shock, They've experienced something that leaves them afraid. I want to give them a higher potency because that's going to soothe the mind as well as the body. The, like I said, we are talking about potencies earlier. The lower potencies, the X's and the low C's, they're going to they'll do the grunt work. If you've got a broken leg, you want to take a lower potency because that is really going to trigger that body to heal physically. Any higher potency, anything a 30C and above, is going to always soothe the mind as well. It triggers the mind to say, hey, you know what, calm down. You need to get better. And so when someone has this type of shock or fright, I like to give a higher potency. And then I'll go back and I'll use the lower potencies as, again for the, the grunt healing, the physical healing. But I remember when uh, like someone breaks a leg. Okay. If that person tells you, you know, hey, I'm fine, give them a dose of Arnica right away, a higher potency Arnica, and then go back to the lower potency Arnica to help the healing. But if they say they're fine, they're still subject to shock, the shock of the injury. And we know shock is what? The silent killer. So give them a dose of Arnica if they say they're fine. If they say, oh my goodness, I I feel like I'm going to die, give them a dose of Aconite. And then go to the Arnica, because if they feel they're going to die, they're go undergoing the shock in the terms of fright. So that is, you know, when there's an injury, I always like to give a dose of aconite just because, you know, that's going to help them get over that initial shock of fright. Aconite is also an excellent remedy for teething for children, especially if they tend to go into convulsions. I've heard, I remember when I was a young mother, none of my children ever had trouble with convulsions, but you hear about babies that do and their parents run them into the hospital because this child is convulsing. Oddly enough, the child is just teething. He has a a low-grade temperature, but he goes into convulsions. So aconitum is an excellent remedy for that. It's not that you're not going to have your child checked out, but... For the most part, if you just go ahead and give him a dose of aconite, that's going to calm everything down. The twitching muscles will cease. He's nine on his fist. He tends to calm down, and he doesn't convulse. So once you learn your child, if they're really a high-strung child, very sensitive, very fearful, 
aconitum is an excellent remedy for that, that little one. We have also paralysis with aconite. It's an excellent remedy to try if there's the facial paralysis known as Bell's palsy. And I've actually known several people throughout my life that have had, they've been exposed to dry, cold winds. And the next day they'll wake up and they'll have, the, the side of their face will be numb. They'll have Bell's palsy. It's If you're treating this allopathically, it's very difficult. And very often they never get over that neurological damage that those cold, dry winds have brought upon them. Aconitum is an amazing remedy. And so always, always remember that for any type of exposure. Aconite exposure, aconite shock and exposure, and even shock and exposure together. Belladonna is another extremely important remedy to have on hand because belladonna means sudden and violent. Any type of injury that comes on suddenly or violently or illness that comes on suddenly and violently, this remedy is known as the great virus interrupter. Uh, years ago when West Nile came through, um, it was the, the new big deadly virus for horses especially, this remedy is was so amazing that um, I had called my homeopath prior to the disease coming through our, through our area, and I asked him, what's going to be the remedy for West Nile? So he did the research, and he says, well, it's going to be belladonna. So I made sure I had belladonna on hand, and sure enough, one of our seven horses came down with West Nile. We actually did have the blood tests taken so to confirm the disease, but as soon as I realized that this is what the horse had, I started hit, hitting this horse with belladonna. I just simply succussed the bottle, dropped a couple pellets in my hand, recapped the bottle, put the pellets in the horse's cheek, and within an hour and a half, the horse had a very high fever, indicating the fact that the virus was being interrupted. Anyway, I will go through that whole story in one of my radio talk shows, but the point is, is four days later, from the time that the West Nile was confirmed, we were able to turn the horse back out to pasture with the other animals. That's how quickly belladonna works. It interrupts the virus. So whenever someone in the house or someone gets ill and you suspect a virus, just go ahead and give, I like to give aconite for fear and belladonna, A first and then B, because that's pretty going to, that's going to cover all sorts of symptoms. The belladonna will interrupt the virus. And most often when there's a, a virus that comes through the house, people say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. As soon as someone says, I'm afraid I'm going to get sick, there's that fright, aconite, fright. Give them aconite. Then follow it with belladonna. Belladonna is going to interrupt that virus that they're so deathly afraid of getting. That's going to take care of your symptoms. The body's going to fight this off. It'll fight the fear. It'll fight the virus. And it'll kick it out. Belladonna is also a fantastic remedy. I will tell you, belladonna is made from the plant deadly nightshade. And deadly nightshade is, if you were to overtake deadly nightshade, you would die. You would end up dying if you took the actual plant. But belladonna in the homeopathic form is perfectly safe, and it gets rid of all the symptoms that the actual plant itself would bring on, such as hot, red, burning, throbbing sy symptoms. 
the eyes, when they, when a child looks at you and he's sick and he has these glassy eyes and his pupils are enlarged, I always think of Belladonna. When his ears are red, think of Belladonna. Because very often those are the symptoms that someone is going to show before they get sick or when they're coming down with something. You give Belladonna, those symptoms go away and they get better. They don't end up getting ill. Belladonna is the first remedy you're going to think of when someone has appendicitis. Why is that? Because appendicitis is exactly that. Red, hot, throbbing, burning inflammation of the appendix. Belladonna will help to get rid of that. Belladonna is also the first remedy that you reach for when someone thinks they have stones, gallstones, kidney stones, any type of stones. Belladonna is going to help open the sphincter of any duct to the organs where the stones have have gathered. Belladonna will open those sphincters, they say, from 4 to 10 millimeters to help those stones pass. It's amazing. I, like I said, I will talk about some of these different stories in my radio programs. The Belladonna, I could spend hours discussing Belladonna. It's an amazing, amazing remedy. It does help that calculi to pass quickly and efficiently if it's there. When a person has a Belladonna headache... They're always going to say that it's throbbing or hammering. It can be a congestive headache. They're always, they can be sensitive to light and noise, jarring, the type of headache you feel during meningitis. People who have encephalitis, the West Nile type viruses, all those viruses, if they come on, belladonna is going to be the remedy of choice for those things. Arsenicum. Arsenicum is... The number one remedy I use for poisoning. Now, it's not like, you know, very many people accidentally drink poison. So by the word poisoning, I mean anytime someone says to you, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been poisoned. Whether it's something they ate, something they breathed in, something they were exposed to. Even they're working out in the garage and they spilled fuel on their, on their hands and they just, they feel sick because they feel like they've been poisoned. This remedy is the number one remedy for that. Arsenicum is uh, an excellent flu remedy because of the restlessness that a person might feel. It's excellent for burns. There's always the burning sensation. fact is I had no stories. I forgot this is a class, but there's always the burning sensation. A sore throat, an arsenicum sore throat, they will say to you that they have the burning in their throat or the thin watery discharge from the The nose burns the lip. Their nose can be stuffy. They can have sneezing that brings no relief. This patient is always restless. When you think of arsenicum, it's not going to be the patient that's that's lying on the couch and you can't get them up. This patient is restless. He might sit down and say, oh, I don't feel well. He'll get back up again and leave the room. He's always on the move. Restless, restless, restless is the arsenicum patient. It's The first remedy I reach for if there's a bout of diarrhea. They have the stomach flu. They have vomiting, diarrhea. They're always restless, and they always want drinks, small drinks of water. Say, oh, I'm thirsty. And then the child will pick up the glass, and they they act like they're so thirsty, you figure they're going to guzzle that whole glass, but they don't. They just take a sip, and they say, thank you, and they give it back. They're going to reach for that glass every few minutes and just want one little sip. They're restless. They can, like I say, have the vomiting and diarrhea. And they can have, um, they always have, when they say pain, the sensation is always going to be burning. Now, 
this remedy as well, uh, the remedy used for patients who are dying. You know, I tell people, they'll come to me and they'll have a whole list of, of things that, you know, they want to see get better in their life. They'll start using homeopathic remedies and their symptoms go away. Eventually they'll come back and they'll say, okay, now I have this, this, and that. And I kind of laugh and I, I say, okay, well, that's the progression of our lives here on this earth is that, you know, we're, we have that predisposition to disease and eventual death. You do understand that you're eventually going to die, correct? <laughs> they laugh. But oddly enough, arsenicum is an amazing, amazing remedy. Because if you've ever been with anyone who has gone through the dying process, you know, they can be brave. They can have a, a long-term illness, and they're brave. But most people, at the very end of their life, they will tend to be restless and the fear of dying actually will set in. And they, you know, they start to realize, okay, this is it. I'm going to have to leave my family. I don't know what to expect. And they, they feel that restlessness and that anxiety. When you give arsenicum in a 200 C, that fear will dissipate. The smile comes on their face. The countenance changes. The fear will leave. Of course, it's always nice to have family members holding the hand and and praying with them and for them. But the part of the body that is so afraid, it dissipates. And I've, like I said, I've, I've seen this. It's beautiful. And you're there for them and you're helping them. And because we, sh- we all need to be able to prepare for, for death. And this remedy is, is amazing. Next Vamaka is the too much remedy. Well, next Vamaka is the type of stomach ache where if you've had too much to eat, or you've eaten the wrong foods, or you've had too much to drink, or had too much of the wrong types of drink. This is the remedy that you're going to want to take if you have that type of stomach ache. Uh, You can have the acid reflux, you can have any type of, oh, just just the sugar highs, just whatever. Too much of anything is next Balmaka. Too much work, that's why it gets nicknamed the the work, the um, alcoholic, or not alcoholic, what do you call it? Workaholic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, alcoholism too. If you've had too much to drink, the hangover type feeling, this remedy is the remedy you want to reach for. But it's also for the workaholic, the person that just overindulge, it overindulges in everything. And like I said, this remedy is just going to help to balance their system, balance their, their mind and their body, and bring them back to where they should be. It's also a wonderful remedy for infants with colic. And, you know, when we think of infants with colic, we're thinking babies who are on formula or babies who were introduced to food too quickly or something like that. Not necessarily so. This can be an infant that just responds with colic to his mother having, you know, a food that just doesn't agree with him or got too much air, or it could just be the child's temperament in the sense that too much, eats too much, throws up, always colicky. I would actually recommend this as one of the very first remedies for any mother to try if her child does have a colicky tummy because it works so well for so many children. Okay, it's also the remedy that I recommend for liver detox. That's it for today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about some must-have remedies. 
Don't forget, I have a starter kit with all the remedies in the challenge available for your purchase on the challenge page. Some of the low potencies I recommend on these challenges are not available in most stores, so I wanted to give you a special deal during the challenge so you can have them on hand in one easy bundle. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out to my support team at info at homeopathyformommies.com and they'll be happy to help you. Until tomorrow, may God bless you and yours. We hope you enjoyed this sample of the Jump Into Homeopathy Challenge. If you'd like access to the rest of the recordings and handouts that go along with this free challenge, go to homeopathyformommies.com forward slash challenge and sign up to download them and access the videos for the rest of the challenge this week. If you're listening during the week of May 15th, you can join us for a special live Q&A with Sue on Thursday, May 18th to ask your homeopathy questions. If you happen to be listening to these at a later date, you can still access the challenge and listen to the Q&A replay on the challenge dashboard. Just visit homeopathyformommies.com forward slash challenge for more information. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.